Good morning, boys and girls. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. I'm coming to you on Thursday morning, May 26th. Though, to be honest, I'm recording a little after midnight. Uh, I've been looking around for things that I thought were worth sharing, but going to be honest, folks, I just don't have a ton of juice between the day's news and really just sort of the, the lack of commentary on the Mavericks. I have not really found a ton worth your time. I think the majority of analysts, and, and you know, to a degree, including myself, seem to think that the Mavericks won because of shooting variants and that that happening again is not likely. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to, I don't put anything past these Mavericks is where my head is. And, you know, they've surprised us enough times and, you know, just to sort of start with, with the, the article that kind of leads into this the most is, um, over at D magazine is talk Franco, who, um, I'm going to make right for us next year. If I can wrote a, um, piece on the Maverick shot quality, or really just, you know, it's, it's their game recap, but he touched on their shot quality and how it's risen through each game, how they've gotten more rim shots at each game and how they've gotten fewer, um, I'm sorry, more corner threes each game. The Mavericks, I think, you know, and I said this when I went on the, I went on a Bay, Bay radio, uh, Bay area radio station before the series. And I said, I, I, I said that I thought the Mavericks would figure some things out, but what I didn't know is how long it would take them to figure this out. And I think, you know, depending on what happens in the series, we're going to regret game two in such a massive way because the Mavericks have, have, they've found chinks in the, in the armor of the Warriors and to be able to go in and do what they did on Tuesday night is really impressive. And there's enough elements, you know, attacking, attacking Jordan Poole, Luca and Brunson, frankly, not getting, I don't know, they, they pause a lot on these hedges, and I thought both of them did a really good job attacking. The Warriors zone um, was wide open in certain elements where the Mavericks found a good place to attack, uh, but I'm going to link this, this you know, uh, this D Magazine article in the show notes. You should go give it a read. Um, the second article is more of a big picture article, and it was actually written on Tuesday, or it was published on Tuesday, and it was from my buddy Rob Mahoney over at The Ringer. It's the Mavericks have a blueprint for the future, and it's not just Luka Doncic. And it's really, it's kind of a nice counterpunch to the ongoing narrative uh, that Luka does too much and that how the Mavericks play is not sustainable. Um, they get in, you know, Rob does a really good job of breaking down what the Mavericks have done this season defensively and what the Mavericks have really been able to squeeze out of this roster. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just a heck of a piece of writing. I don't know how to explain it any other, any other than any other way than that. Um, you know, I've, Rob is long time and one of my favorite Dallas uh, adjacent writers and it's it's just really fun to read how he links you know a lot of reporting uh, together with analysis um, you know just to give you an example quote Dallas's defensive approach has been almost blandly conventional no frills fundamental coverage that strays from making anything more difficult than it has to be in a way it's the antithesis of the aggressive overloading scheme kids teams ran in Milwaukee 
That style was novel, but could be easily exploited by opponents that spread the floor. Dallas is building something more stout. There may be individual matchups to attack or double teams to play out of, as Steph Curry has in the series, but most games will come down to whether the Maverick or to whether an opposing team has the talent or the precision to beat the Mavericks on the details. And it's just it's nice. It, it's it's a heck of a piece. I, I it, it gave me a lot of kind of hope for the future, regardless of how the roster shakes out, um, which is something frankly I needed because I, I sort of can't help but in my head compare this Mavericks team to the Hawks last year and to the 2019 Blazers, where it's just teams that get a little bit ahead of themselves. Um, the last piece that I want to draw your attention to is our guy, Lucas Hugh. Uh, he wrote a piece breaking down what Luca did, you know, just the different ways that he helped counter the zone offense. Um, Iztok also covered this uh, to to a degree in some tweet threads um, about you know the Mavericks really like Luca did some really solid work moving off ball, which was pretty impressive. And then uh, you know what what Iztok pointed out was just how good the Mavericks were using Brunson as the main point of attack and rotating the ball to Doncic to attack sort of the sides to the middle of the zone. Um, the Warriors run that they're running this like three, two zone, just utilizing their length over and over again. And it flustered the Mavericks for a time, which was how, um, Golden State got back into the game, but the Mavericks eventually figured it out. I'm going to be very interested to see if, uh, the Golden State Warriors use that again. Okay, guys, like I said, this was going to be kind of a shorter show. Uh, the Mavericks play tonight at eight o'clock on TNT again. It's do or die. The Mavericks are down uh, three to one. And so, you know, they basically have to win this game. I think there's some positive things looking forward to the Mavs, particularly that Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson shot 15 of 38 from the floor, um, which is not very good or relative to, you know, how talented those two are. Um, and, and, you know, there's the process as, as Istok sort of mapped out has, has improved with every game. What the Mavericks have to do is stay connected to the Warriors on defense, which they did a good job of in game four. They won the rebounding battle for the first time all series. Uh, Warriors only finished with six offensive boards, which was pretty helpful. Uh, and the Mavericks didn't get blown off the floor in the third quarter, which has really been problematic. So, I'm about as positive as I can be going into game uh, five. Yeah, game five. And we'll be back with you with a recap podcast and a Spotify Live. If you haven't downloaded that yet, consider doing so and searching out Kirk Henderson 35, following me, and you'll get notified when we go live. Check our site. We have a draft piece that's coming up uh, a little later in the morning, just sort of looking at, you know, combine results and things that excite our guys. And then there's the preview on the site that should be up now. Everybody, we will talk soon. If you haven't downloaded the previous two uh, podcasts from Game 4, go give those a download. This has been Kirk Henderson, and you guys have a great Thursday.